Neat Stuff Podcast, Episode 10. On our last episode, our heroes have found themselves trapped in space. Space, 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 space. With air running out, their only hope is to extract oxygen from jet fuel without blowing themselves up and convert the Voyager 2 probe into a potato corn. How is this helping? We join our heroes in the cargo bay, searching for tools. Ugh, man, this crate has a squid thingy on the side. Do you think there might be tools in there? Um, only if you want to fight off eldritch horrors with a monkey wrench. Then we're doomed! We've opened every crate not filled with instant death! Sir, I found it! Found what? The Neat Stuff Podcast! <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> Welcome to the Neat Stuff Podcast. My name is Devin. Uh, this is Tyson. And I'm Kat. We're back after another wonderful week at KomoriCon. Hopefully you guys had a chance to listen to that podcast and our adventures. We've slept, we've had food, we've bathed. And we are ready for yet another podcast. Woo! Uh, back and well rested. Yep. I've spent all day at my friend's wedding with with Kat. And that's basically been my entire week getting ready for that. So what have you guys been up to? Well, I have been working up some stuff for uh, Artemis, uh, figuring out how we're going to have a uh, organize a game for that at my work. So we should have a report on that later. Possibly a second podcast. Who Ooh. knows? But yeah, um, yeah, work, getting back into the swing of things from con, getting, trying to get as much rest as I could. So I made a hat. <laughs> is it a cunning hat? It is actually a cunning hat. Awesome. Ever since KCON, I, I was uh, focused on making a costume for one of my friends for KCON. And so now that I'm not doing that, um, I've been able to to get back to I, not, not that I didn't enjoy making her costume but uh, I've been able to get back to making stuff for me so uh, I've made a a military style like an airman style hat you know my gray hat that I have Tyson mm-hmm. I made a military style hat that actually matches one of my skirts with the scraps of fabric Ooh. So I posted it on Facebook you can look at it I will I will it's all crafty and beautiful and stuff so it is. It's got a satin interior. Awesome. So when are we going to do the uh, pin-up-y recruitment posters? Uh, I have a tight green wool skirt, too. So Even better. Join the Ar- Artemis army. Fight off monsters from the outer space. See space whales. What does that have to do with anything? And have sexy, sexy helm officers. Damn right. <laughs> yep. So, uh, as you can probably guess, this is going to be a space-themed podcast. Yay, space! We love space. It has It's the best place to be all alone. <laughs> Our first neat thing is a video game that's currently in alpha. It, they're, you're using the Minecraft model to try and get community support to pay for their future development, and they'll eventually get a full game. It's called the Kerbal Space Program. And... It's a neat little video game where you actually design and build and run your own space, uh, your, your own space agency. Like you could be NASA and it's a really great simulator that allows you to go through and have different types of rockets and look for different parts. And right now there's not a whole lot that you can do. There's only, I think, one mission, but it's, it's 
a lot of fun just to kind of understand what it takes to get someone into space. Yeah, I've played around with it a bit myself, and it's always interesting. You, you know, design something that looks like it should fly, and then you put it on the launch pad, hit the launch, and then it starts jiggling and wobbling, and things start falling off. And then you notice that your solid fuel engines uh, seem to be catching your liquid fuel, uh, like putting heat on your liquid fuel tanks, which are suddenly overheating. And then the whole thing explodes. And if you're very, very lucky, your command module just kind of sits there as the rest of the ship explodes out from under it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm very much, I'm thinking myself, I'm thinking about actually picking up the full version just so I could get access to the space planes. Ooh, yeah. So it's definitely a cool kind of game that you can take a look at and check out. I mean, if you've ever been interested in space or if you have people who really like space and really want to become astronauts or, or aspire to become the next generation of astronauts, this is definitely something fun for them to get excited about space. How much is the alpha? You, It's like I said, the Minecraft models, or like he said, the Minecraft models. So it's 18 bucks and that gets you into oh, it. That's not bad. No, not at all. And it's you know continually be developed I, there's a bunch of youtube videos that are a lot of fun to watch uh that are really interesting to, you know guy making a VTOL plane out of you know spaceship parts it's like okay could gundam models actually make it into space uh no <laughs> they exploded wonderful and beautiful ways yes but so you can check it out at kerballspaceprogram.com it's k-e-r-b-a-l-s-p-a-c-e-p-r-o-g-r-a-m dot com link in the show notes my brain my brain was like kerbal space program as in like kerbal the character space program i'm like how do you do that that's not even possible yeah so it's really cool i would check it out on the uh space theme i was point i found a really good short story called the martian by andy weir uh link to it's in the show notes it's a hard sci-fi about an astronaut left on left behind on mars and what he has to do to try and survive long enough to be picked back up uh with the next mission showing up in four years uh and the politics and a little bit of the politics of you know what that would entail on earth side um and it's fun it he gets you get a nice little mix of hard sci-fi plus personal journal as he tries to do things like you know uh turn rocket fuel into water with mixed results um as he as he tries to you know provide you know plant uh some potato you know some potatoes and why he has potatoes available to him uh to try and stretch out his food supply. And it's just a lot of fun. And they touch back on actual missions, specifically the curiosity, not curiosity, but um, opportunity and spirit rovers. And it's just, you know, or opportunity and pathfinder, I think. Yeah, there was a, I think there, there was a movie about them trying to do a rescue mission to Mars that I, I remember back. I can't remember the name of the movie, but it's, it's definitely, it's a big deal when you decide to go to Mars and there's a whole lot of difficulty and there's a ton of science and a ton of technology that goes into getting from our floating rock in space hurtling at a million miles an hour and hit another hurtling rock in space a million miles away yeah so it's definitely a wild ride again if you're into space or if you're not just sort of see you know it's one of those thrillers sci-fi thrillers and it be interesting 
to see i mean it's it's like extreme survivalist and yeah it, it has one of the things i like about it uh is that it just has very solid characterization and everybody has very clear motives nobody does something out of character or unexpected it just really kind of touches on all of the aspects of a mission gone wrong and you know but it still has that very solid foundation of hard science that sounds like a really good novel to check out. Uh, so next up, I want to talk a little bit about one of my favorite sites, which is the SLU Space Camera. That's S-L-O-O-H. Um, and you can find them at events.slu.com or on Facebook. Um, it was launched, uh, that's a pun, it was launched in 2003 by Caltech, I believe. Um, you can watch uh, current and past events. So, and by events, I'm talking about stuff like the near-Earth asteroid, the lunar eclipse that we had this year, Venus transiting the sun, all those wonderful things. They have live feeds of all of that, and it's free, and you can upgrade to be a member uh, and actually get to control some of their robotic telescopes, um, and they broadcast those as well. Um, they have Google Plus Hangouts during the events with famous uh, astronomers and all kinds of smart people from NASA and there's over 80 countries that participate so you get all kinds of different views so no matter where you are in the world if there is something interesting going on they probably have a camera on it um, and they just recently partnered with Google Sky so a lot of the stuff that people are seeing on Google Sky um, might be coming from SLU now which is pretty cool they also have a YouTube channel um, which kind of categorizes and uh what's catalogs no whatever it, it keeps their videos from the past so you can go check them out there too and that's slew on air videos during the curiosity landing i watched one of their uh hangouts the google hangouts of uh people talking that was a lot of fun kind of tracking that while uh watching other stuff so while I was watching that hangout uh, with the Curiosity landing on Mars, I was also using Eyes on the Solar System. It's a tool that NASA has up on their website. It runs off of Java, and it simulates the solar system in various NASA missions, including the Curiosity lander, or as it's colloquially known, the Seven Minutes of Terror. <laughs> it's really intense. Uh, there's a good YouTube video about it, but... Uh, the simulation is pretty fun to watch, um, but there's a bunch of others currently simulations, such as the Juno mission, which is on its way to Jupiter, and uh, which I found out, which I wasn't aware of beforehand, the Grail mission, which is this interesting uh, survey of the moon, where they have two uh, probes that are just following each other and keeping each other under constant surveillance uh with laser rangefinders and whatnot, so they can measure the gravitational effects of the moon on their orbit and track that. Whoa. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was really clever. It's part of the whole, that's only one part of the Grail mission. There's like six probes up there right now, but yeah, you can check it out. Or if you just want to tool around the solar system and look at interesting stuff, you can tool around the solar system and look at interesting stuff. Cool. Yeah, and it's interesting because all these tools to kind of explore the heavens is Definitely something I think that, you know, is a really good foundation for our society because we are, you know, we are doing a lot more um, missions to, you know, the moon and to Mars. and We're sending out probes and there is a lot of push in the scientific community to send someone to Mars. And that's a huge part. But we really have to be able to 
to sort of know where we're going before we send it out. And which is what makes curiosity so cool is that you can get stuff to Mars and they can learn a whole lot about it. And we actually learn a lot about our own world by learning about other places. And, and I think a lot of the um, fancy, you know, quantum physics and all the higher level science really came out of observations of the universe. So it, it stand back. I'm about to do a science. Yeah. It's a big deal and it may not affect you today, but understanding how light and uh, how light works and how gravity works and all this other stuff may lead to really cool things in the future. So the last neat thing that we ran into is the scale of the universe too. And this is an interesting little, little educational tool. I think that is definitely really real. That really makes you realize that there's a whole lot more going out there than what's just you and your life. Because it starts with the scale of a person and you can, and that's in the middle of the scale. And there's a little slider that you can slide down all the way down to like strings, essentially, like the most subatomic of subatomic of subatomic particles. And it goes the other direction all the way to the size of the known universe. And you can see as you zoom up and down the different things and it has all these different measurements, which I thought was funny. One of them, it shows the Minecraft universe or how big a Minecraft world is. It's like right in there with some of the other planets. You're like, oh, buddy, that's huge. So it's this cool just little tool that if you th that it, that it has some cool music in the background. And it's really nice just to, to get yourself a sense of scale because space is big, is really big. That's, that's a good understatement. So incredibly, hugely big. I mean, you think going down to the corner store is a long way, but no, that's nothing compared to space. Yeah, so it's definitely puts life and space and the universe kind of in perspective. We are in our own little world, our own little corner of our world, and there's a lot more going around uh, going on around us. It's not to say what we're doing right now isn't important, but what it does say is that there's a universe full of opportunity and discovery and exploration just because we don't have wooden ships to sail around the world doesn't mean the age of exploration is over. So yeah, that's my go universe people. Yay. Yay. Humanity is awesome. Woohoo. Awesome sauce. So yeah, we have come to the end of the neat stuff podcast. I know it was a short episode this week because we're all really tired yeah. and I really want to be able to get some sleep. But we are providing hours and hours of rabbit holes for you guys to go explore. It's true. Heck, and some of you might be willing to explore them for the rest of your life. So if you have other space related um, neat things that you think we should know about, send them to neatstuffpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you have other things that you want to chat at us about, we'd love to hear from you. So you can find all of our other episodes at neatstuffpodcast.com. Shut up. Ah, you're <laughs> messing me up. So from the Neat Stuff crew, my name is Devin. This is Tyson. And I am Kat. Have a great week, guys. We'll see you next time.
come to Boris' surplus rocket parts with the largest selection of second-hand parts this side of the asteroid belt. Everything can re-enter at least once or your money back. 50 rolls of duct tape with every million dollars in parts. Use coupon code NUCLEARWESSELS to add a free case of slightly singed heat shielding to your order. Money back guarantee voided if user fails to provide a beneficiary attempt purchase. Holy crap! Can I just make a quick point here? Um, Will Wheaton is selling crap from his garage for charity. I'm sure some of you know this already. Um, he jokingly posted a picture right after he posted something cool. He posted a picture of this crappy dented ping pong ball that he found. Um, he's currently raising money for a charity on the other stuff. Um, and somebody joked that he should put it up on eBay. It is currently bid at $1,080 for an unsigned dented ping pong ball. And all of this money is going to the Wiggle Waggle Walk, which is a uh, humane society fund. It's amazing <laughs> what people will do for charity. Condition for parts or not working. An item does not that does not function as intended and is not fully operational. This includes items that are defective in ways that render them difficult to use, items that require service or repair, or items missing essential components. See the seller's listing for full details. This beautiful ping pong ball is almost completely caved in on one side, providing an exquisite built-in stand to properly stay the smaller dent that runs across the other side. This particular ping pong ball, named Silas, was used in many games of ping pong. It also delighted no less than two cats when dropped on a hardwood floor. Silas was the only ping pong ball in the box that all the other balls made fun of because he had a name they didn't understand and he liked to read books instead of going to parties. What the hell is wrong with those other balls? Not everybody likes to go to parties, okay, Mom? Maybe I just want to sit in my room and read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and maybe look at some dirty pictures on the internet when I'm out. <laughs> Gosh! But now the joke is on the other balls in the box because nobody remembers them or even cares where they are. And now Silas is internet famous for like maybe two whole days. Important disclaimers. This ping pong ball will not operate in a game of ping pong. This ball will not bounce or respond to a paddle in the usual manner. This ping pong ball is probably worth less than the cost of shipping. You will probably laugh a great deal when you place your bid, but will likely have the worst case of buyer's remorse since that one celebrity wedding. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. You're probably going to feel like that with all without all the attention and free drinks that come between the closing of the deal and the over overwhelming regret. However, this ping pong ball will be placed into a lovely padded envelope perfectly suitable for opening, and it will be shipped to the buyer's address with my compliments. You will open it, and you will probably say to yourself, well, crap, now I have this stupid ping pong ball that I have to deal with. I suppose I'll build an expensive display case to show it off at dinner parties, and then you'll invest lots of time and money to get that display case. Money which could have been spent on whiskey or many yards of colorful ribbons to braid together into a whimsical belt. Also, you'll need to learn to juggle because it's a useful skill that doesn't impress many people, but whoa, is it satisfying when you throw torches around and don't catch yourself on fire. Also, please do not attempt to juggle torches unless you've been trained by a professional juggler. A professional juggler can be identified by the following. Is wearing a jaunty hat of many colors, asks you for money, arrives into parts on a unicycle, is profoundly offended by this list. Five, all other so-called jugglers are merely enthusiasts, not professionals. Do not trust their training. Also, all money will be donated to Pasadena Humane Society's Wiggle Waggle Walk, specifically to Team Witten. Shipping is free because it seems silly for you to pay more in shipping than Silas is worth. Don't tell him I said that or his feelings will be hurt. And Silas has suffered enough. Please give him a good home. Think of Oh, my God. So he... Well, I, I love he, Will Wheaton. Oh, my he God. Had to, he is amazing. Sorry, no, totally. He actually had to call eBay to increase his seller's limit. I know. I was reading about <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's like... 
He wanted to put a buy it now of 10,000. They were like, no. He's, no. I love it. He's like, uh, <laughs> hi, I need to increase my limit. Uh, sure, why? Because the DVD I auctioned went over my $500, and now I can't auction off this dented ping pong ball. Yeah, this the Stand By Me autograph Stand By Me went for over, like, it was like 560 oh, wow. bucks. Autograph's got nothing it's, on this ping pong. <laughs> this is... Yeah, this, yeah, and the, the ping pong ball isn't even signed. It's an epic like, ping pong. Oh thing. my gosh, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Due to popular demand, I will create and sign a certificate of authenticity for Silas, the crappy dented ping pong ball. <sighs> Due to my laziness, the certifying agent will be me, one of my dogs, and a stale piece of bagel I haven't <laughs> eaten today. And I'm not putting the stale bagel on eBay, so don't even ask. Okay, fine. If Silas goes for at least $1,500, I'll vacuum seal a small piece of the bagel and ship it to the winner. The bagel will not be for eating. It will be for looking at and making up a backstory. You agree to these terms if you get it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, that's, the, that's the amazing thing about the internet is that they are epically awesome. They make their own fun. They make their own stories. And they make ping pongs feel really special. <laughs> well, that was fun. Guarantee. There we go. All you have to do is think about gar- is, is think about gambit. I guarantee it. <laughs>